You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A-C-L. And with that, welcome back into the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I'm ACL, he is Wags. We are continuing with our college football conference previews. The other day we did the SEC. Today we hit on the Big Ten Wags. Cannot wait for this one. The website, guys, the real MrACL.com. All the football packages are up there. NFL, college, futures. You can get any of them single. You can get any of them as a combo. You can get pretty much whatever you want. Also, DM us if you have any questions or if you want to use Venmo. That's always an option, too. Twitter, Instagram, we are on social media, at the real MrACL, at Captain Wags. And we definitely appreciate if you retweet the pod, give us a five-star rating on the pod, tell your friends about the pod. We certainly do appreciate that to help us grow. Wags, Big Ten. I think we certainly have to start, of course, with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Here are their numbers before we jump in there. The Ohio State Buckeyes, of course. If you say Ohio State to a fan, they will definitely get mad at you. I've done that before. The (laughs) Ohio State Buckeyes. Season win total, 11. Minus 125 if you want to go over and think that they will go undefeated. Plus 100 on the under. Conference odds, minus 230 to win the Big Ten. Minus 230 to win the Big Ten. East Division odds for them to win their division, minus 400. National Championship, plus 350. They are right there behind Alabama. General thoughts on the Ohio State Buckeyes headed into the year here. So the Ohio State, um, look, they, you know, it's tough. They, they lose a lot of guys, um, but this is similar to the Alabama thing, right? They get, they, they get recruiting classes year after year. They're the best team in the Big Ten year after year. Um, they, you know, the big question mark is going to be a quarterback. Now, you know, you mentioned that season win total at, at 11. Will they go undefeated or, you know, will they lose one game and you push? You know, they're, you know, at, at first I see they got Oregon, you know, they got to play at Indiana, Penn State, um, you know, at Michigan. You could laugh at that a little bit um, as, you know, obviously Ohio State has owned them year after year. Um but the fact is, you know, it's a tough schedule. Then you look, uh, you know, you kind of look at what Vegas is saying. They are going to be obviously a favorite in every game this year. But not mm-hmm. only that, they are a double-digit favorite in all games this year. Uh, at least every single game by double At least digits. that's third. And, then, and that's to, you know, they host Oregon, so they have that at home. It's a big game, second game of the season. Uh, they're minus 10. Then October 23rd, they go to Indiana. They're 10.5-point favorites, and that's coming off um, – I'm sorry. The, yeah, so that's a 10.5-point favorite. Um, they're a 12.5-point favorite at home against Penn State on October 30th. And then last game of the season at Michigan, they're uh, laying 10.5. Obviously, that that's that rivalry game on the road, so you'll usually see maybe um, a favorable number uh, there. Um, but, yeah, no, I think Michigan's going, you know, we'll talk about them later, but they're, they're going to get better. Um, you know, they can't get worse on defense. Uh, but, you know, back, back, to, back to Ohio State, I think the biggest question marks here going to be at quarterback. Um, you know, they have C.J. Stroud coming in. He, he threw zero passes last year. Um, 
last time I think Ohio State had, uh, I think, you know, I think we were talking about this ACL. When, mm-hmm. when was the last time Ohio State had a quarterback group who's never taken a snap? 1952. Or at least never thrown a pass, I should say, because I think <laughs> yeah. C.J. Stroud did take a snap. But 1952, I mean, we're talking about uh, oh, oh, about 70 years. Um, that's, that's incredible. So um, they have very little experience at quarterback. Their linebacker group, uh, they lose all three starters. Again, it is Ohio State. They do have guys who can step right in. I think their skill positions are going to be great. Running back, you know, Master Teague is back, and he's not even starting, right? So, um, you know, he's going to get plenty of reps, don't get me wrong, but they got uh, Trevion Henderson, who's a freshman, uh, you know, who will probably be part of the starting group. Master Teague, um, you know, pounding the rock uh, as usual. And let's not forget about the best wide receiving core in the nation. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's right. Um, You know, arguably, at least uh, with Olave and Wilson, um, they also have – uh, a great tight end, um, you know, and Jeremy Rucker Jr. So uh, they get a lot of guys back. They're they're obviously very good um, at the skilled position, and, and it's going to fall a lot on C.J. Stroud. The good news is um, it's Ohio State. They're going to have a lot of guys. They're going to have a great offensive line. They're going to give him time. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on Ohio State. You know, uh, it's year after year. They won four straight Big Ten titles, um, you know, I, I think they'll they'll be sitting atop of the East uh, when all said and done. Yeah, that game September 11th at home they play Oregon. They're minus 10 in that game right now. Yeah. So certainly they're they're expected to to, to get past them. You mentioned C.J. Stroud, and yeah, that stat was wild. Zero. So th- so all their quarterbacks combined that they have on the roster have have a total zero pass attempts, yeah, which is incredible. C.J. Stroud, he is a redshirt freshman. He did play in one game last year. He actually ran the ball once for 48 yards and got a touchdown. So, yeah. Go, go figure, right? <laughs> right? So I think that that's a lot of the hype around him was just based on people seeing him for that one play last year. Um, but, yeah, the one stat that kind of stuck out for me was the turnovers. Uh, they were plus 14 in turnovers last year, which was first in the entire country. And we talked about it on the NFL pod a ton. Turnovers generally revert back to the mean. Generally, the teams that were really good in them come down and, and vice versa. So, you know, college is a little bit different because the, the top teams generally do stay toward the top. So certainly you can you can expect Ohio State to certainly be in the plus territory in turnovers, but probably not first in the country again. And this was when their this was with their defense being extremely poor last year. They gave up 26 points per game last year, including, as you remember, 52 points to Alabama in the title game. Yep. So they, I mean, you know, six offensive starters return, only five on defense. Um, they lost, I believe it was five draft choices on both sides of the ball to the NFL. So a ton of turnover there, but very similar to Alabama, they simply reload. So. Yeah, I mean, when you're minus 400 to win your division and the closest team is, you know, probably going to be Penn State or Indiana, um, Vegas is certainly telling you something there. You know, national championship plus 350 feels about right to me, certainly if they're in the playoff and they have to win two games in the playoff. They're, you know, not going to be massive favorites in in either of those games, assuming that it's some of the other teams that we expect. So plus 350 feels about right there for me, too. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and you know, you're um, looking at the conference odds, uh, you know, for the for the entire Big Ten when, you know, assuming that they do get through to the um, Big Ten championship, you know, yep. they're, they're going to likely play Wisconsin or Iowa, yep. who, who are both very capable teams. So, um, you know, I tend to actually like 
you know, picking one of those teams to win the conference just because of the value. I think you have, uh, and again, we'll talk about this later, but six to one odds on Wisconsin mm-hmm. um, and 14 to one on Iowa. And, and not to say that any other team here could, could win, win the uh, Big Ten, but I, I do like those odds out of the West. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, positioning yourself for a potential hedge, right? If they're playing Ohio State, they're probably going to be not as high as 6-1 to one or 14-1. to one. If, for some reason, Ohio State falters, you're playing Penn State, Indiana, maybe even Michigan, something like that, then you're sitting real pretty with the Wisconsin 6-1 to one ticket going into the title game. So, yep, exactly. certainly, certainly agree there. Um, all right, moving over to the Big Ten West, certainly the team that is favored, the Wisconsin Badgers. Conference odds, you mentioned it, Wag, 6-1. to one. West division odds, they're around minus 110 pick them. So it's it's basically Wisconsin versus the field to win the, the uh, West there. National championship, 50-1 to one for them to win the national title. Season win total is 9.5, minus 110 on both sides. Um, for me, and I know you and I have talked about it, it's about Graham Mertz. Uh, potential Heisman Trophy tickets out there for some. Uh, he completed 61 of his passes last year, and he, but he, he also had a shoulder injury, and he had COVID at some point, which hit him pretty hard. He missed about three weeks, I believe. Um, they do have a, a top, in my opinion, by my ratings, a top five offensive line in the entire country. So between that, Mertz, um, and just sort of the schedule breaking in, in certain ways, uh, this is a, a Wisconsin team that is pretty much primed to have one of their best years in a while. I love their coach. Um, I love the schedule. And as you mentioned, I mean, they basically have to beat probably Iowa. Northwestern could challenge them a little bit. But, you know, if you're assuming Nebraska, Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois probably aren't going to be there at the end, you're you're really looking at Iowa, Northwestern, and Wisconsin to get to that title game. And once you're in that title game, pretty much anything could potentially happen there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, Wisconsin, I, I think they're going to get it done on defense this year. They, they Year in and year out, they have a, a great, solid defense. Um, and I think, like you said, Graham Mertz, he, a lot's going to ride on him. But I think even more so, a lot's going to ride on the receivers. They didn't really do much last year, so all eyes will be on this core um, as, as all of the I think the top five of the guys who are coming back are coming back um, but I, and I think they're going to make a jump so I think the offensive line like you said will give them uh, Mertz time he'll be back there he's got plenty of experience last um, you know from last year uh, and I think he'll be one of the top two quarterbacks uh, in the Big Ten um, you know obviously looking at Michael Penix in Indiana um, and see how he bounces back from his ACL but you know I really think Graham Mertz could um, make those strides take this offense to the next level make these receivers shine um, but again going back to it Wisconsin strength comes from their defense um, they have you know some of the nation's top groups at linebacker and, and defensive back uh, which is going to be able to really dominate the West in my opinion I I think um, it plays out well for them in the the fact that, you know, they have a a tough early schedule. Um, They do play Penn State game one, week one, Mm -hmm. uh, September 4th. That's going to be obviously a big challenge. Minus four and a half currently. Right. So so they are a favorite. You know, they are at home basically saying, in my opinion, these two teams are equal, right? So four and a half uh, openings, you know, opening uh, weekend big crowd at, at Camp Randall. So I think four, four and a half is probably the home field there. Um, then they get Eastern Michigan. Then they have a bye before Notre Dame on a neutral field in Chicago. Um, at least that's, you know, it was uh, last scheduled for right after Notre Dame. Week after that, they get Michigan. At least it's at home. Um, so they get a little bit of comfort there. Uh, and then they play Illinois Army at Purdue. Purdue's, you know, no slouch team. You know, they, but um 
and, and look for that game. I have that game circled actually, uh, where Purdue could you know be a potential pick for me, um, just because the week after that they have homecoming, Iowa at home. That's going to be the Big Ten West uh, potentially championship right there. That's going to be a huge game, and they're going to be preparing for them because they lost last year to Iowa on the road, twenty-eight to seven. Great so, point. Yep. Um, that, yep. That's a circle game for me at Purdue um, the week before. Uh, after that, you know, if they get through, they get Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska, and at Minnesota. So um, Wisconsin this year is a sleeper team of mine. I really think that they can do a lot of things. Um, you know, and I'm seriously looking hard at that conference odds uh to win the big 10 um you know at six to one so you know that that's something that they can do uh, i like paul christ he's in his seventh year now he's got 17 uh returning starters um so yeah i think wisconsin um takes a little bit of a bounce back from from their four and three year last year um again you know that that covid year um and, and i think they make some strides and I, I think the schedule you know if they can get past penn state um after their bye, they get through notre dame um and, you know then they get michigan i think the schedule kind of plays out pretty well for them um to get back to that big 10 championship game yeah you speak about the schedule they only play four road games the entire year and yep. those teams are they play Illinois, Purdue, Rutgers, and Minnesota. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> Look, tough. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I you, mean they play Notre wanna... Dame on a neutral, <laughs> but still, come on. Right, Notre Dame and Chicago. I mean, that's going to be that'll be probably fifty-fifty. I mean, you might get a little bit more uh, Notre Dame fans there just because Notre sure. Dame is Notre Dame. It is, you know, relatively in the middle. Um, but that, you know, that game will be. Um, pretty class you know that'll be a classic right there uh but you know again it's not a divisional game um you know if they lose that early that's you know just you know they, they might be two and one at that point assuming yep. they get through penn state in that first week um they you know i i like i like this team i like graham mertz um you know i think uh he's what about 50 to one to win the heisman 60 40 50 60 to one i've seen those numbers out there yep so uh you know it's just um you never know. I mean, I think his drawback, again, is going to be that those wide receivers. But how good can he make them? And if he takes this team um, to the Big Ten Championship, that could be worth a look. I think the drawback on him would be, you know, he's not in the Big 12, right? He, yeah. He's not playing video game numbers. He's certainly not going to have the numbers that a Spencer Rattler or some of these other guys, you know, Matt Corral, are probably going to put up. That said, he's, he certainly could have, compared to Corral at least, definitely more wins. Absolutely. Um, so you just always worry about that. But again, that's why he's 50 to one or 60 to one and not plus 500 like Spencer Rattler. So that's always factored in. You know, I, I, I mentioned Paul Christ. He's one of the most underrated coaches in the country, in my opinion. Here's a guy he's coming into his seventh year, 56 and 19 overall straight up, 41 and 33 ATS. And he's 16 and six as an away favorite ATS. Yeah, I mean, this pretty, is a guy that just great. gets it done. I mean, it's basically ten year. and two. He's a ten and two coach. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's Wisconsin. What do they do? They they excel at building great offensive lines. They have good running backs. Last year, I think they had a down year. Um, I, I expect them to bounce back a little bit. Um, they're going to have a solid quarterback, uh, but they they play defense. They play a power style game, um, and they're very good at it. Agree with all that. All right, team. Uh, all right, next team up, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Conference odds ten to one. East Division odds plus four fifty. Again, plus four fifty. They're probably the second team in the East, but because they have to beat the Ohio State, they are plus four fifty to win the division national championship 
80 to 1 if you think James Franklin can get over the hump and win the national title. Season win total 9, plus 110 over, minus 130 if you want to go under on Penn State. They do have to play Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Iowa all on the road this year. They do return nine starters on offense, including their quarterback, though. Um, an interesting year for Penn State last year. I mean, obviously they start off, I believe it was 0-5. They wind up 4-0 in the last four. They go 4-5 and overall. Um, thoughts on Penn State as we head into the year? They're an interesting team for me. I've kind of gone back and forth with them. I'm certainly curious to hear your thoughts on them. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I, I like what I see on paper, right? Return 16 starters, nine on offense. They got Sean Clifford, obviously. I think he'll be, you know, take a step forward this year. I think everybody's kind of expected him um, to take a step forward, especially after, um, you know, a, a lot of hype early on uh, coming out of recruiting. Um, I think he was, what, like a, a top 15 or top 20 quarterback yep. in the nation at that point. So, you know, that was a big get for them, and he hasn't really lived up so much to the hype. Um, but, you know, the fact is they did score 30 points a game last year. Um, they get nine guys back on offense. Um, you know, I think they're going to be, you know, improved. That The defense last year, very atypical of Penn State. They gave up over tw about 28 points a game. Um, but if you take a look at it, as you mentioned, they lost the first five games, started off 0-5, vastly improved on the back end um so they gave up 28 points a game last year but if you average just the last four games they only gave up 17 points a game so much improved i, th I think that you know they returned seven um starters on defense james franklin in his eighth season at penn state um you know he he's 60 and 28 he's basically you know six and three coach that's what it says you know a little bit better than that um but he's only 45 and 41 against the spread i mean you know that's something that, a little bit of an interesting stat um there uh, it's still f over 50 percent um don't get me wrong but you know you would think uh, you know, being 60 and 28 maybe exactly. uh, he'd cover more games but um that said i think they're going to be much better this year right you know you can't really expect you know them to be four and five or you know next this year uh they do open up at wisconsin we did just speak about that a little bit they are uh dogs in that game um they're dogs on in three games this year all on the road um at wisconsin they're four and a half at iowa they're plus three basically saying you know pretty much a pick em game on a neutral field for the most part maybe mm -hmm. they're slightly better um but iowa's got a, a very tough home field there um and obviously dogs are getting 12 and a half points at ohio state um so you know very interesting schedule they do get auburn out of the sec this year that's going to be an interesting game to watch i think they're seven or seven and a half point favorites penn state is and i think they should handle them week three again auburn had a slightly um you know they've been down a little bit um so that'll be interesting um but yeah no i i do like penn state this year i think they do bounce back i i think they're um you know solid on offense um you know i think they're gonna fall a, on their offensive line and see, you know, what kind of holes they can open up and, and what kind of protection that they can give Clifford this year um, to hit some of these playmakers. Yeah. I mean, the way that I'm kind of approaching last year with some of these teams is I, not to say I'm completely throwing it out, but I'm kind of throwing it out. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, no, it was just such a strange year with COVID. You had opt outs, you had guys that were just not in their right mindset. And I, I think that's kind of what happened in Penn state. I mean, week one, they were at Indiana, Penn State was minus six, so it's not like they were some huge favorite or it was a massive loss. They lost by over in overtime by one point. Okay. 
Then they the next week they play Ohio State. They're ten point dogs. They lose that game. And then the next three games, I think it was sort of that snowball spiral effect, right? They lost to Maryland at Nebraska, and then they lost to Iowa. Yeah, but the, the, I mean those yeah those games obviously I think like you're talking about, right? You have this COVID effect where yep. you know you're coming to the season, you don't know what to expect. You lose those first two games, very you know for the most part close. I mean they lost even as 10, 10 and a half point um, dogs, they lost by thirteen. They yep. didn't cover. Still a good game against Ohio State, who you know is one of the best teams in the nation. Um, the the and then the next game Maryland the Maryland game they were minus twenty seven and they lost that so that's when I think it all really they, they were like ah oh, screw it yeah that was to yeah. his brother went nuts in that game exactly right? they lost yeah. by sixteen as twenty seven point favorites yeah I mean that that's that was wild um, you know then <laughs> they lose to Nebraska and Iowa uh, but then they finish strong they win at Michigan by ten they win at Rutgers again you know win at, uh, against Michigan State and Illinois, right? So not not the greatest um, wins, but, again, you're, you're building momentum into the next season. Your defense is playing much better. You score 39 points against Michigan State, 56 against Illinois in the last two games of the season. So you, you're building momentum into the next season, and knowing that you're getting 16 starters back, you know, that builds a lot of confidence there. Absolutely, yeah. Those first five games when they were 0-5, they gave up 36 points a game. The final four, the defense really stepped up. They won all of them. They only gave up 17 points per game. So Yeah, um, and, and I think if they played Ohio State earlier, if it, maybe it was a home game, they would give them a run for their money. But I think, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I still think it'll be a good game. But at going to Ohio State, I think it's like week eight or something like that. Yep, October 30. That's, yeah, yeah exactly. On Halloween, I mean, you know, that, that's t- going to be a tough game. Yep, and they were minus 10 in turnovers last season was Penn State. So you think yep. that should improve as well. So that's Penn State. All right, the next team, uh, Iowa, they are in the West as well. Uh, or sorry, they are they are in the West, and, and they probably are the team, in my opinion, that's going to give Wisconsin the biggest run for their money to win that division. Um, conference odds, Wags, for Iowa, 14-1. to 1. West division odds, plus 225. National championship, 100-1. to 1. Season win total, 8.5. It seems like Iowa's always in that 8.5 bucket. Plus 110 over, minus 130 if you want to go under on the Iowa Hawkeyes. They have seven starters back on offense and defense. Um, this was a team last year. I, I had to sort of refresh my memory. They were extremely hot to end the season last year, and they had their last two games canceled because the other teams had COVID or COVID concerns or whatever. Um, but after, so they started 0 2. After their first two losses, they won their last six games. They won all six in a row by 21 points per game. So this was a team that in a normal year probably might have even gone ten and two, gotten to maybe a, a, a you know top major bowl game there. Um, but yeah, Iowa, a lot to like I think about this team generally every single year just because they're you know very very solid um, coaching staff, great assistant coaches, great home field advantage there, and uh, yeah, eight and a half as I mentioned, plus one ten if you want to go over that. I think if you think that they can get to nine to three, thoughts on Iowa headed in here. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I think of when I think of Iowa is Kirk Ferentz. This guy's been there for – this is going to be his 23rd year at Iowa as head coach. I mean, he's 168 and 106. He's basically 8-4 and four year after year, which is what you mentioned. They're basically an 8-win eight eight team. 8.5 eight Kirk right? every single year. Yeah, total. Exa- exactly. <laughs> um, you know, they're 55%. Uh, he's 55% against the spread. So, you know, you follow Iowa for the last 23 years, you're, you're actually doing okay yep. um, for the most part. And, you know, look, I think – I think of Iowa, obviously, I think of Kirk Ferentz. I think of their home field advantage. Um, you know, I think uh, of 
their defense and offensive line. I mean, that, that's kind of who Iowa is. But I think this year, um, Spencer Petras, they're, they're, you know, he's a rookie quarterback last year for the most part. He comes in, I think there will be a, a little bit more, um, I don't want to say pressure, but I think they'll ride him a little bit more. I think he's going to step up. I think he's going to have a better year. Um, he's going to have more command of the offense. I think people are going to start looking up to this kid. So, um, you know, they're going to have a solid offensive line. We know that, right? Year after year, Iowa always gets those big hogs up front, um, block their tails off, to go to the end of the play. Um, and I think uh, Spencer will be able to really rely on, on the running game too. So I think Tyler Goodson, he, he's he's back. He's very good. Um, he's going to have plenty of production there. I think he's going to be a 1,000-yard uh, runner this year. And, and again, their defense, as all Big Ten programs – usually have that's their strength um but they do get a, a tough draw out of the uh big 10 east they get yes, indiana they and penn state the yep. good news about it is they get both of them at home yep. um which which is really solid for them but you know again week one going to be a really good game i think indiana um at iowa um not sure what the line is on that game uh don't have it written down but that should be a really good one uh they do get penn state october 9th at home um but they do have a couple of difficult tests on the road in iowa state at a conference um obviously their rivalry game they got to go to wisconsin um and also they have to go to northwestern the week after the wisconsin game so two back-to-back um tough games and and you know that Fitzgerald over at Northwestern um is going to have a team ready to play so uh yeah look I think Iowa's going to be really solid this year I think that number at eight and a half is is right where it should be it probably should be there every year as we discussed um (laughs) and you know I think getting Wisconsin on the road after was after they beat Wisconsin last year by 21 is going to be um that's going to be a tough game for them. So uh, I do have Iowa coming in uh, behind Wisconsin personally. Um, I think Northwestern could give them a fight for that number two spot uh, over there in the West. Um, but Iowa's going to be a really solid team, and, and it wouldn't surprise me if they get to, to nine, even double-digit wins. Yeah, their road games this year for me are tough, right? Iowa State, Maryland somewhat tough, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Nebraska. I mean, all five, I mean, they could go – Oh, and five on the road. Yeah. Um, I mean, at Maryland is on a Friday right yeah, before Penn be State. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right before Penn State. And then they finished the season at Nebraska again on a Friday. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm sure that game is going to, you know, Nebraska, look, they, they've had some down years and, and, you know, I think they'll get a little bit better this year. But that, you know, last game of the season on a Friday night in Nebraska, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with that. I mean, you mentioned quarterback. Um, Spencer Petras, I mean, he was only 57% last year, and a lot's going to be expected of him. Nine touchdowns, five interceptions last year, 1,500 yards passing. Not great numbers, not awful numbers, but I, I, I do agree with you. A lot's going to be on his shoulders this year. So yeah, I think, you know we'll what, he'll, he'll take strides. I mean, last year he was a freshman. Yep. Um, he's got a big frame, and I think he's just going to have a little bit more confidence coming into the season. Um, he's going to have a solid, again, a solid offensive line and a good running game to kind of open up those passes. You know, I'm sure he's going to hit some big tight ends uh, for some big plays, uh, Sam Laporta. Um, you know, big frame guy, six four, two fifty, uh, tight end. So, um, yeah, no, I expect I expect him to take a stride forward. I don't think he's going to be a top five quarterback in in the Big Ten, um, but he should take strides and, and be able to manage that team. 
All right, the Michigan Wolverines wags out of the Big Ten East. Conference odds 20 to 1 to win the conference. East Division odds 10 to 1. National Championship 100 to 1 if you think Harbaugh can win the national title this year. Season win total 7.5 plus 100 on the over, minus 120 if you want to go under on Michigan. Look, a, a ton has been said about Jim Harbaugh over the years. Uh, obviously, he hasn't beaten Ohio State, and they haven't really gotten into that national title picture. That said, the guy wins games, 49-22 and 22 overall straight up at Michigan. But that said, he's certainly underwhelming as far as ATS and market perception of him. Just 32-39 and 39 ATS as head coach of Michigan. Um, it, look, at Michigan, you could say, oh, you know, he's 49-22. and 22. That's great at many, many schools. At Michigan, it's just not. And certainly his lackluster performances against Ohio State um, – are certainly not helping him. I thought he might be gone after last year. I guess, you know, with COVID, they did go two and four. But as you mentioned, the COVID year, everything's where they might have just given him a, a, a total pass based upon what happened last year. But um, at, you know, seven and a half, they're not expecting a whole lot from this Michigan team this year. No, they're not. But you know what? Seven and a half, the way I look at it is they went two and four last year. Um, and now they're expecting them to win at least five or six games over that, right? So huge improvements there. Why they do return 10 guys on offense, 10 starters on defense. Um, look, they, they, they come out last year. They beat Minnesota on the road in, in a really good game. They were a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and um, they take care of business, and they win by 25. Then they're a 22-point favorite and lose to Michigan State. Then they, you know, three-and-a-half-point favorite and lose to Indiana. Um, they get blown out by Wisconsin. They they beat Rutgers in triple overtime. They yeah. beat Rutgers in triple. I mean, this is how bad Michigan was last year. I mean, again, it's kind of that COVID season. You scratch it. Harbaugh is back. Um, like you said, I mean, he's an 8-4 and four coach. Not bad. Most programs would be, you know, very happy and content. Look, Kirk Ferentz. We see what he did at Iowa. He's an eight and four guy. He's there for twenty three years. Look, I think that Harbaugh, you know, th this is the year that he really needs to excel and, and turn this program around. Again, though, question marks um, at quarterback. Uh, you know, I think question marks at receiver. Um, question marks. You know, maybe at on the offensive line. Yeah, they're returning ten guys, but um, I think the offensive line though last year. They, they were riddled with injuries. They do get a lot of guys back. So um, I see improvement on the offensive line. I think that, um, you know, the biggest quarterback is going to be the – I mean, biggest question mark is going to be the quarterback. Uh, Alan Bowman, it looks like he's going to get the nod. He's a transfer from Texas Tech. Um, I think he completed about 65% of his uh, passes last year. So, you know, he should step in, be the guy. It's just, you know, what's the offensive line going to do for him? Are they going to be able to protect? Um, you know, what's going to happen at receiver? Will he, will, you know, Ronnie Bell Jr. Or Ronnie Bell is back. He, he's a junior this year. Um, you know, obviously a playmaker. I think they will take strides forward on offense. I think they're going to be competitive. Um, but again, they're playing in the Big Ten. It's a very tough conference um they have to host washington second week of the season um you know we talked a little bit about this depending on <laughs> on what book you have either michigan's a one-point favorite mm -hmm. or a one-point dog um so that's interesting but you know hosting washington um basically saying washington's a little bit better than you uh but you get that home field advantage um then you have to go to wisconsin you're a nine and a half point dog 
You're home against Indiana. You're only two and a half point favorite. Um, you got to go to Penn State. You're a seven and a half point dog. You're a ten and a half point dog at Ohio State the last game of the year. So, um, you know, those, those are five games. Um, you know, I think at best they go two and three. At worst, they're zero and five. Um, and they gotta they gotta win those games. They gotta they gotta make spl- waves. They gotta prove that they're you know on their way back. And then that that's the way that they get better recruits coming in and start building um, for the future because, you know, two and four is not going to cut it. Um, But you say, look, the last four years before this COVID season, 10 and three, eight and five, 10 and three, nine and four. I mean, I think, again, most programs are going to be happy with those numbers, but it's Michigan. Michigan is a historic program. They expect to be in the national championship conversation year after year, and they haven't been. So Harbaugh needs to light a fire under these players. He needs to make that, you know, that defense has to get better, Um, you know, giving up 42 points to Rutgers, 49 to Wisconsin, 38 to Indiana. Um, You know, it's not acceptable. Michigan was 46 and 44 over the seven seasons prior to Harbaugh Wags. And as I mentioned, they're 49 and 22 with him. Now I'm not sitting here defending the guy. I think he's been terrible again in big games, especially in bowl games and all that, but that does have to count for something. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, it has to you know. look he, I mean, and obviously I think he's using stats like that to, to protect mm-hmm. his, his job. Um, but he has to win a big game. He has to, I mean, year after year after year, Michigan fans are rolling their eyes after a big game when they lose again. And here, here they are, you know, can never get over the hump. If you are playing the under seven and a half, there is a decent, if not good chance that this team's going to be four and off the bat. As Wags mentioned, they have four home games in a row, Western Michigan, big favorites and play Washington. It's about a pick them right now. So yep. that's 50, 50, then Northern Illinois and Rutgers where they will be significant favorites there. So, Let's say that they beat Washington week two. You're looking at 4-0, and so you'd have to, you know, in the next eight games, you'd have to split, basically. So factor that in. If you are going to play under and they're looking to 4-0, you're not going to be happy about it. But the schedule is definitely backloaded, right? They play all their road games. They play their Big Ten toughest opponents in the last half of the season. So just something to keep in mind there. All right, Wags, the last thing we're going to do a deep dive on here. An interesting team, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers. Conference odds 20-1. to 1. Odds to win the Eastern Division in the Big Ten, 10 to 1. National Championship, 100 to 1. Pretty much the exact same numbers as you saw for Michigan. So they're saying Michigan and and Indiana headed in here. Really power rated very much uh, equally in terms of their opportunity to win the conference and the division. Season win total, though, is 7.5, plus 110, minus 130 uh, if you want to go under that. This is a team that made the top 10 for the first time last season since 1969 and it it begins and it ends with our quarterback if he's healthy uh for me he's the number one rated quarterback in the entire conference that's michael Penix jr and that includes ohio state's quarterback that includes um tanner morgan out of minnesota so for me if he's healthy now he's coming off his second acl injury so that's a big if but if he's there if he's the guy if he's healthy like we've seen him um, this is an Indiana team that can do some damage, but coming off that second ACL injury, and again, he was pressured on 42% of his dropbacks last year, so they have major O-line concerns. That's why he gets, he's gets he been getting hurt. They have to keep him upright, but if they can, they can win some games here. Absolutely agree. Michael Penix is the catalyst for this Indiana Hoosiers team. Uh, he's 12-2 and two as a starter, but he's, like you said, he's torn his ACL his second time last year. Yep. Will he be okay? 
Um, they have obviously a great quarterback, as we mentioned, great wide receivers. So, you know, talking about throwing the football around, this is the team that can do it. But can their O-line give them enough time? I mean, basically, they're the bottom of the Big Ten when it comes to offensive line. Uh, obviously, Penix can run around and, and create plays. Um, he doesn't have much of a running game either, and that you know it doesn't help that the O-line can't really give him time or the running back's time or open up holes. Um, but they'll be a fun team to watch. Now, defensively is actually um, an interesting. Their front seven is possibly the best in the big 10 i mean that's crazy thinking about you know talking about ohio state and wisconsin and uh iowa um but i think they have the best linebackers in the country they have a top four unit in uh the big 10 um you know they're very very stout up front but the big question is their defensive back so um if wisconsin and if Ohio State, um, you know, and if Michigan. A lot and, of ifs there. Right, and if Penn State can, a lot of can, can give their offense time against this front seven of Indiana, it's going to be tough, tough um, for Indiana to, to defend the pass. Uh, but that said, they do get a lot of guys back. <clears throat> They're nine, nine starters on uh, defense, eight starters on offense. Um, Michael Penix is going to be – the big question mark there and, and what a great question mark to have if you're Indiana it's going to be a fun team to watch he is the best quarterback in the Big Ten um, possibly you know one of the most exciting and best quarterbacks in the country um, you know but you know I expect them uh, probably you know in my best estimation they'll finish third I think most people have them finishing third in, in the Big Ten East behind Ohio State behind Penn State I think they get it done against Michigan. Um, you know, I think Michigan, even on the road, uh, has you know some some other things that they're dealing with. Uh, I think if if Michigan does buy into the program, buys into Harbaugh, you know, you can see Michigan uh, make some some strides. But I, I do like Indiana specifically, and only if Penix is healthy and remains healthy all year. They have 17 returning starters, which is their most returning starters in the last six years and they get to play Ohio State at home this year head coach Tom Allen coming into his fifth year here 28 and 18 ATS so we certainly beat market expectations there uh Wags we talked about the top six teams six teams there the other eight teams here are just their numbers guys to win the Big Ten Minnesota 25 to 1 Nebraska 28 to 1 Northwestern 40 to 1 Maryland 50 to 1 Michigan State and Purdue both 66 to 1 along with records at 66 to 1 uh, and Illinois is 100 to one. Any general thoughts on any of those teams here as we wrap up the Big Ten preview? Yeah, I mean, look, the numbers on Northwestern um, being so so good. I think there's value 40 to there. One. Yeah, 40 to one. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I think they can contend in the West. I don't think they're going to. I, you know, I love Wisconsin this year. I like Iowa, but I think Pat, you know, Pat Fitzgerald. This guy is an amazing coach. He gets back talent, so I think there's value there at forty to one. Um, again, I'm not saying it's it's going to hit, but you know, you get forty to one, most likely it's not hitting. One thing um, I will add to that about Northwestern, they avoid playing the big, the top three teams out of the Big Ten East. Yeah, and they exactly. get Iowa at home this year. So yeah, no, it's a it's, that's, it's that's a great good. schedule. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. a great schedule for sure. Um, Rutgers, I really like Rutgers this year. I don't think they're going to be contenders, but I do like Rutgers this year. I love Greg Schiano. Um, talk about you know we're talking about Pat Fitzgerald 
the Big Ten probably has some of the best coaches around. Um, Greg Schiano, he's been there. He's done that. They have a really good schedule, um, you know, maybe to even get them bowl eligible uh, Rutgers. So I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Um, and Maryland, look, Maryland returned 17 starters. They're going to be a dangerous team. Um, I think Nebraska, same thing. They returned 10 on defense, returned 17 overall. And Michigan State, to me, a, a, another rebuild year. They, got, they have a tough schedule. Um, you know, Purdue, Illinois, you know, I, I, still the bottom of the barrel in the West, in my opinion. Um, but Purdue can do some things. I mean, uh, th- they'll be a tough out, especially, you know, if you're playing them on the road. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think that, you know, again, Purdue, I think, has a, a very good schedule up front, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, as I turn my pages um, to figure out that schedule. Um, yeah, I think they can, you know, if that builds confidence, uh, they'll start to, um, you know, maybe, maybe start thinking, right. They have Oregon state. They're probably going to start three and one. Yeah. You know, they'll lose yeah. to Notre Dame, the third game, Illinois, yep. and they could, you know, if they're three and one going into Minnesota, that's their homecoming. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if, if they start off four and one, then they have a bye going into Iowa. Then they have Wisconsin at Nebraska. So they have three tough games there, but coming off a bye and you're four and one, you start believing who knows. But um, again, you know, they'll, they'll be improved off two and four last year, Purdue. Uh, but again, I, I don't think, um, you know, once they hit that bye week, I think it's probably all downhill for them. Yeah. Their win total, I think it's right around five right now. So, yeah. you know, if you're looking at three and one, maybe they pull off the upset in Notre Dame. Probably not, but you never know. Um, but yeah, there's certainly, they have a backloaded schedule for sure. So, all right, guys, that is the big 10. We've done the sec. We've done the big 10. The big 12 is next. That will be up soon as we touch upon the big 12 and then the ACC and the pac 12 as well. Packages are up the real Twitter, Instagram, DM us any questions you have, of course, or you can always email us directly through the website. Cannot wait for football to get going wags. So, Again, all the packages that you get, guys, whether it's the college, NFL, or futures, they include all my picks and plays and all of Wags' picks and plays. Everything is together. So it's all in one package there. All right. That's the Big Ten for Wags. I'm ACL. We will talk to you next time, guys, with the Big 12.